Hello everyone. Uh, today's wine tasting will be in the region of California. Um, I'm Liz Henderson. I'm here with Kathy Court. Uh, do you want to give a little bit about the wines? Sure. We are tasting a Chardonnay from Sonoma and a Cabernet Sauvignon from close by in the Sonoma area. I think Alexander City, Russian River. Um, so when we talk about California, something I found really amazing that I didn't know was that 90% of U.S. wine exported to other parts of the world, to like countries all over the world, is from California. Yeah. So that's a huge amount. And then the other thing I thought that was really interesting is that even though Chardonnay is like the most popular grape in California... Um, with Cabernet Sauvignon being the second most popular, the actual production is red, more reds than whites, two to one. Hmm. So I guess all the other varietals there against the against the uh, white shirt, you know the the white grapes. So I I thought that was really interesting. Right. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna start with the white, uh, the Chardonnay. Correct? Do you want to talk about the yeah. venue or... <clears throat> yeah, I can give you some information. What the, we're trying. You're right, right. So what we have is called... Um, it's from the vineyard of uh, Landmark Vineyards, and it's called Overlook Chardonnay. Um, it's a 2018. Um, the so, price range on that. Uh, the price range... Well, the retail was like $31. Mm -hmm. That's at a wine shop. Um, sometimes I can get them for a little bit less um, when they, you know, when they approach, um, maybe start approaching their expiration. And, of course, other, you know, there's a lot of competition with pricing these days. So, so you can, it'll vary about $5, you know, either way. If we were in California at the winery, it'd be more. I don't know why they right. make them more there, but that's what I know. So this Chardonnay is aged for 10 months in French oak. Mm. And so, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times you hear Chardonnays, um, or most any of the wines, they're aged in American. They can be American oak, or sometimes I'll even throw like in the Zen, Red Zen varietal, they might throw in uh, like a bourbon barrel mm -hmm. and put the wine in there. But um, for a lot of the truly more elegant wines, they use some of the French oaks and sometimes the um, the American. And then they differentiate between if it's new French oak or old, older French oak. So, right. so this one was in oak, uh, French oak, so we should be able to taste some of the, some of the oak on the, um, on the palate. It's, oh, and it's 14.3% alcohol. Okay. So that's a little, that's high in terms of European standards, but for California, it's, um, it's pretty standard. What I did find out about, I guess we've always known this since you and I've tasted, you know, in other countries and then here and out in California and, and um, Oregon and places, but in California, the um, aromas of the fruit are usually up front, but mm -hmm. the same grape in, fr in France is uh, more reserved fruit and more up front minerality or the, 
the land and the environment that it's in or the weather. Right. And then California produces really approachable wines to drink right when you open the bottle mm-hmm. without food. So they so these higher alcohols they can sometimes overpower food. So it's really not always easy to match um up unless you have really strong food along with it. Whereas the European wines are really made um they're less less alcohol content and that makes them a little bit easier to pair with food. But, um Europeans are all about Taking the social at- atmosphere of drinking wine with food. Right. So that's what I know. So what's next? Well, I guess we're going to start with a color hue and looking at it because you mentioned it was Asian oak, so it should have a darker yellow content to it, which I feel like mine does. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's very, um, very golden. Very golden to look at, for sure. And then um, what do you smell in it? What does the bottle say that we okay. smell versus what we smell? <laughs> All right, so the, the aromas on the nose, um, so you can tell me as I, if you smell any of these, but okay. like lemon, apple or peach, butterscotch, chamomile, and or lemongrass are a combination. Honestly. I get the I'm getting chamomile. a lot of... Just like the oak. The oak is up front. Not for so sure. much the fruit. But the um maybe like a mild more melon type then. I get the chamomile for sure. And I think the lemon is for it and I think that's part of some of that strong. Okay, we taste it. It's all almost automatic. Definitely taste the lemon in it. Mm-hmm. So the lemon does come out, um, and definitely the oak. And do you kind of get a sense of spice? Yeah, a little bit of the spice. So what the what he says about that is that on the palate. So as you as you take a sip, you know you have the three different you know that initial, then the secondary, and then tertiary. So mm-hmm. as a so take a sip, and they say that apple and peach may be first. So think about first. What's the first thing on you? Definitely sweeter. And maybe even pineapple. It it's definitely a citrus fruit followed by, like, an apple type. So then the second is um, tends to be oak and spice. But let mm-hmm. me see if they said anything else. Yeah, the towards, the, like, the middle of the back tongue is mm-hmm. the spice part. And then far back for sure is lemon, peach, or spice at the end. So I'm going to try it. It takes a couple of sips to get Mm -hmm. your palate from whatever else you've been doing. It's very smooth. It is. They said that the, what they said about this one is that even though they, um, so they put it, what is it? They handpicked it. The whole cluster was uh, pressed gently. And then the following day, the juice was placed in the French oak barrels, and only about 25% of those French oak barrels were new. Mm. So you can see the influence that just 25% new, which tends to be a little stronger, I believe. Right. And then they fermented, but what they do is that as the Chardonnay goes through the fermentation, they stir theirs every two weeks, Mm -hmm. and that's supposed to result in that creamy and rich um, that you're, you're tasting. 
and you know, um, this is a Sonoma, so the Sonoma Napa ones usually are, with the Sonoma ones for sure, just because of where it's located, mm -hmm. is um, really, you know, they're really bold wines a lot of times, whereas the same Chardonnay down in Southern California, or another Chardonnay down in Southern California, would be a little bit more crisp and on the lighter side. Mm -hmm. just depends on where... It's grown. And we're tasting this probably about, what would you think, 55 degrees, 45 degrees? Yeah, I think um, I had it out of the fridge, which was at 40 degrees, so I'm sure it's up to easily 50, but I put one of our um, special, you know, silicone cubes in it to mm -hmm. keep it around that, um, it's probably in the middle 50s right now at this point. Um, and they, for this particular wine, not all of them are like this, but they do say that um, roasted chicken breast goes with it with lemon rosemary sauce, lemon and rosemary sauce, because, mm -hmm. um, again, trying to not reproduce exactly the same flavor palette, but to have a complimentary one. And then, or creamy fettuccine alfredo finish, finished with the lemon zest accent. So lemon is... It seems to be important in this one. Right. And we have um, smoked turkey. Yep. Do you want to give it a try and see if it, see how it, if it changes any anything about the palate when we... It's delicious. Oh. <laughs> and then I also did a light, a light white cheddar. And then almonds. I meant to bring crackers. But... That pair's all right. This pair well. He did uh, savory. He did savory spices on it. So it does pair, mm -hmm. pair well. Um, you want to try the, yeah. Because this isn't a rich one because it's low fat. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would work. Okay, I'm going for it. <laughs> well, the cool thing is that the food didn't change the wine. The food didn't change the wine it at all. It didn't change the wine. And you know how many times you've had the wrong wine mm -hmm. paired. You love the wine by itself, but then you pair it with some food that just doesn't match and it changes the wine. Right. So that's it's good to know from the vineyard you get your wines from. You know, go on their website, look up and see what they recommend mm -hmm. for pairing so that you can enjoy the wine to its fullest. Or drink it by without anything. <laughs> and then you won't have to worry about it. Okay, so we're going to get the red wine okay. set up now. The cap set. Okay, so we are starting now with the cab salve, known to be well served in 55 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit in larger glassware, uh, which we have. Do you want to talk about this bottle of wine? Sure. Um, I've had this, I've had this, um, wine before I actually have still have another bottle of it it's one of my favorites but it does um it's a big bold cab and um i have one open downstairs that's not the juggernaut that's also a california red that's so mild but it's like a 2015 this one is a 2017 and it's just 
it's gonna be it's gonna be dry and it's gonna have some tannin so I did get us a big Bordeaux glass so it could you know Airy. it's very open at the top mm -hmm. this wine just to let you know why it's so big and bold <laughs> is because it actually it's called um, juggernaut hillside cab and it's about it runs around thirty thirty two dollars as well um, so they call it the hillside cab because the juggernaut um, vineyards have grapes throughout California um, it grows on the hillside and the hillside in California um, this particular one but a lot of them are very very rocky so what happens when they plant these vines is the vines have to work to produce the grapes and the production is half what we would see in you know a different area um, where you see just rolling hills so they have to work to get the grapes and they're smaller so they're super concentrated as well so they have there might be some bitterness in there they they're just ri they're really rich and really intense intensely concentrated grapes so that's what's going to come across in the wine okay and um that's what you're um going to be <clears throat> probably tasting so, okay let's do the look okay let's see if there's any legs Oh yeah, these yeah. babies got some Very legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's very, you know, it's just very concentrated. And did mm -hmm. I say it was fourteen percent? It's like fourteen point five percent alcohol. So dark red too. Yeah, it's Almost got like that. It's got plum. that beautiful, yeah, plum-looking color for sure. Mm, smells very like berries, a ton it's, of berries. You know, many cabs, like a lot of cabs, you can totally tell it's a cab by the nose. Mm -hmm. This one, um, this one has the distinct cab feature. It's 100% Cabernet Sauvignon, so it has the cab feature, but it's def I think it's going to be fruit and alcohol forward <laughs> because <laughs> I... I tried to let it breathe for 45, it's been breathing for whatever time it is now. It's been an hour, it's been an hour. So the nose, on the nose, you should, okay, so now you can smell and I'll tell you what the winemaker okay. shares. So the winemaker shares that the um, the aromatics are anise, which is licorice. Mm, no, I do not smell that. Um, black fruit, that. so Absolutely. blackberry and ca and uh, cassis. So cassis is like those, just a woody, bear. it's a woody uh, berry type of dark Almost berry. said it smells kind of oaky. So yeah. that and it is sense. also in French oaks, but I believe that it is 11 month in new French oak barrels. So um, I don't know the percent, but I'm assuming it's a lot. Smells like a blackberry pie to me. Yep, it could be that. So this would be a great addition if you're making a blackberry pie and <laughs> want to add something that no one knows what that extra ingredient it mm, is. The wine. Your secret ingredient. Okay. And this is one that you have to kind of open your mouth. Dry. <laughs> you have to open your mouth and do your tongue around and do it a few times to get the get it to coat. It needs some time. Yeah. But you can definitely taste that it has a tomorrow. it has the pepper almost yep i can 
I can see that for sure. The berries up front and sweetness and then mm -hmm. yeah, I would say that. the acid and pepper almost and towards the back. Mm -hmm. It's Super definitely dry. fruit fruit for but fast in the end mm -hmm. with the tannins and it just needs and all that's about is it needs time. You can glean the quality of it and that like, oh darn, I needed to wait another five years on this one. Right. Kind of a thing. So, um, but if honestly, probably if I'd have opened this one, which I should have thought about opening it up a couple of hours ago, mm -hmm. then I'll bet money that this would have been a different flavor. So you think opening it up two hours instead of one, it would have changed? I do. And you know what? I have another, I even poured it. I opened it for 30 minutes and I poured it through this aerator, mm -hmm. which adds supposedly another 30 minutes if we want to equate time. Um, then I have another one I could pour it through that. Mm -hmm. You know, the Europeans think that's, you know, they poo-poo that because it, they think it's horrible that you would not just open it and let it breathe for when you know it should the time you know it should. Right. But we don't have all day like the Europeans do. Right. <laughs> Three two-hour siestas in the middle of the day. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to the try to pour it through another thing and try it. But this goes really well. You know, these big bad cabs go great with like a pork chop with steak seasoning on it or a mm -hmm. big old steak. And, you know, it's hard to overpower them. But even with that, you can have the wrong food with it mm -hmm. and ruin the taste of it right so, so we have brownies we have dark chocolate brownies dark <laughs> chocolate dark chocolate so i have 85 percent dark chocolate okay. nibs in there along with dark chocolate icing along with dark chocolate cocoa i thought the brownies paired well with their wine <laughs> just well, now I, I know it actually does help a little bit it helps a lot mm -hmm. so typically uh, um a red zen, mm -hmm. a good red, a good California red zen, Zinfandel, that it's like, they're like this, they're like this big stuff, and they go great with dark chocolate. You want me to run down and get the extra thing and see if it totally changes the taste? We need another glass. Okay, I can do that okay. while you talk. Okay, so we're going to aerate it twice. So I have the aerator coming out of the bottle and it's pouring into another aerator. So it should jack up the the oxidation about but I you know, I'd kinda average it out, it's my own opinion, but about thirty more minutes. So it'd be like two hours now. Almost. About forty ish. Mm -hmm. So So let's see if it makes a difference. Okay. <sighs> Cheers. Salute. Smells sweeter too. It totally does. <laughs> oh, that tastes Can different. you believe it? Wow. It, starts to, it starts to taste the way you want it to. It's not as dry this go around. I know. It opens it up is what they call it's, it. It has the fruit, but the pepper in the throat, and that's it. It's like the tannins are relaxed a little more, mm -hmm. too. So that's the advantage. That's what they call it. So you see people swirling their wines like this. Right. That's opening it up when it's really tight because it's been in that bottle, and it's... So, you know, that's another thing to think about. Of course, you mm -hmm. don't leave it all night, but if you have a, an event and you happen to know the wine well, right? knowing how long to open it up is real important for people to enjoy it. 
the next episode, we're going to be talking about um, the Northwest region, which is Washington and Oregon. And we'll be tasting Pinot Noirs and Merlots. And we chose not to do Pinot in California due to how big it is becoming in Oregon. Um, so we will, what do you think about that? Well, my understanding is that the latitude of the Oregon Pinot Noirs is equal to that of the French Pinot Noirs. Mm. And that's kind of, that's a big deal because that they compete at that level and have won against many of the French Pinot Noirs. Mm-hmm. So that's um they are truly they're truly renowned for their their Pinot Noirs. So mm-hmm. yeah. That that works you know. California makes some great ones like just like other regions, other areas of the US make great a lot of great wines, so um certainly preference, but they are definitely known for that. Okay. Well we will start back tomorrow. <laughs>